All right. Well, let's get back there. Let's get started with this phone business. And AJ was the first to call in up and Adam bright and early as usual. Good morning, AJ. Morning, Bob. Everything going your way, I take it. Well, it uh, sure seemed that way when I was on the freeway, but then I got in the right lane and everything was fine. I see, I see. I've got one situation for you this morning. Well, how can we help? A while back, I asked you about mole crickets, and yeah. uh, you told me to get spinel said, so I've mixed it two ounces per gallon, and I watered it in, you know, put it in, and uh, it doesn't look like it's doing anything. I'm going at it again. Uh, how how often do I water that stuff in? Do I do it daily or 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 how? Give me some advice. You probably uh, should get by with it. Maybe once a week should be adequate. Oh oh, all right, all right. And where where are these mole crickets causing issues, AJ? I was hoping you wouldn't ask that question, Bob. <laughs> I got them darn things all over the yard, but I got them around my plants my pepper plants and my i've got some tomato plants that i have in those large molasses tubs uh-huh. i've got seven of them two of them got mole crickets in them from some reason because and those tubs stick up about seven inches oh yeah so yeah i don't have to do any hoeing in there for weeds because they keep it well loosened up well, I guess that's not a bad thing. If the spinosad doesn't do the job for you, hit them with beneficial nematodes. That should take care of them. Are they causing appreciable damage, or are they just keeping it pretty well plowed up for you? Well, I've lost a bunch of strawberry plants. They look really? like they're going after the roots. Okay. Well, you know, hit them again with the spinosad. If, that, if you still have so many of them that that's an issue, Try some beneficial nematodes, especially, uh, you know, your garden area is not that huge. One little package of nematodes should take care of you there. But mm-hmm. uh, normally the spinosad will take care of them. But, you know, everything down in your part of the Texas is just a little bit tougher than it is some other places. And if they're if that's not doing the job, I'm pretty sure the nematodes will. All righty. Well, that, I'll give that a try, Bob. Well, I hope that's the worst situation you face this week. And, uh... I uh, will look forward to talking to you again soon. If I don't talk to you for then, uh, a week early, happy Easter to you, AJ. Same to you. There's no no list on the table this morning, so I'm all right. Yet. Yes. <laughs> right. Have okay. a great day, AJ. Good to talk to you. And I'll talk to Harry next. Uh, good morning, Harry. Good morning, sir. Morning. How's everything? Everything is great. How's everything in your world? Not too bad. Good. Um, does... Uh, Medina Ag over there in Hondo, does it have an outlet store to go to, or you have to buy their stuff from some other outfit? They have. They actually sell um, right there, you know, at their location. They have kind of a little showroom in their office. It's not a big, fancy place, and they charge you almost exactly the same thing that you will pay at a nursery outlet. So, uh um, convenience is really the only thing you gain. They're not really set up to be a retail outlet, but they, like everything else they do, they want to make it as convenient for you as possible. So um, you're not going to get any special deals by going there, but if that's a convenient place for you to shop, uh, I'm sure they'd be happy for you to walk through the door, Monday through Friday at least. I, I don't think they're open on the weekends, but Monday through Friday, I just know when I go over to visit and you know just talk about what's going on in the world of 
organics uh they you know i see people coming in and out and they've got kind of a little wagon set up there in that front lobby area and they, they'll be happy to help you over there now if you're okay. looking I know, for i know they're closed on sundays went over there to herman's sons to eat and they were not open on sunday for sure but right that's good and uh one other thing if you know or don't know uh seeing these commercials about the new ortho uh weed and grass killer that's claiming to be some kind of organic have you seen that or know anything about that i haven't seen that yet i don't watch much uh television but i will look into it um i suspect it's one of these uh fatty acid products that uh not going to be any better and probably a little bit more expensive than the orange oil vinegar mix but let me check into it this week and i'll get back to you with a report on it awesome man well you have a great weekend god bless you same to you thank you harry appreciate it and i'll talk to mike next then it'll be ann and sylvan good morning mike hey good morning bob morning sir got a court the other day of that soil activator yeah and um my backyard is about uh 90 feet wide by uh, 30 feet deep. Okay, about 2,700 feet. Okay. Yeah, and I, I was just curious, uh, <clears throat> how many of those quart-sized bottles would it take before I would see a, 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 an appreciable no, uh, difference in my soil as far as, you know, a little more, uh, not not so hard? Well, it's it's not just how much, it's how long it will take. Uh, normally, for about 2,500 square feet, you would be putting out about a gallon of the soil activator. But it doesn't work overnight, and if you did it... Uh you did it on a quarterly basis, you would see results within two or three years. If you did it on a monthly basis, you probably would start to see results in about six months. But it, it's not super fast acting. It, uh, it builds the soil, it softens the soil as it builds the soil, and it does that through increased microbial activity. But uh, you're not going to walk out next week and find a big change in it. Um, so... Could I put it down on a daily basis or I don't I, it um I, a monthly basis is about as much as uh, uh you know that I would recommend you're doing now if you wanted to enhance the activity uh uh-huh. you could uh do Medina Medina plus or soil activator the plus just has some seaweed in it uh, it's just soil activator with some seaweed but do one of those and then two weeks later spray with just liquid molasses about two tablespoons per gallon two weeks later go back to the soil activator two weeks after that hit it with molasses again and that will very definitely speed it up uh, molasses is the strong stimulator of bacterial activity and of course we have like 20,000 different species of beneficial bacteria in a tablespoon of soil out there. The Medina fortifies and stimulates a lot of beneficial fungi as well as the bacteria. But rather than use the same product repeatedly, I'd alternate back and forth between the uh, soil activator and liquid molasses. And the application, uh, you won't put out quite as much as the of the molasses. Uh, you'll probably put out the equivalent uh, for 25, 2,700 square feet. You'll probably use the equivalent of, um, gosh, a couple of, couple of cups of molasses. But uh, that's what I would do if I was trying to see the maximum result as quickly as possible. Now, of course, putting down a half-inch layer of compost, that's going to speed things up a great deal. There are other things you can do, but uh, I know when 
you know, and I've told the story about Stuart telling me, don't talk about this, but some of my commercial people are not buying as much soil activator because their soil's gotten so soft, their tractor's bogged down. But that was right. after several years of use. So, uh, um, uh-huh. you know, any gardener has to be a little bit more patient than the average person. So uh, just don't set your your hopes too high. It will go to work, but the visible okay. results will take a little longer for you. Okie dokie. Well, I appreciate you. Well, as always, it's nice to hear from you. Did you all get any uh, moisture out of the storm yesterday? No, lots of wind and uh, uh, chilly this morning. <laughs> 41 at my house. What did you all have in Laredo? Uh, 50. Yeah, that's that's cool for the for the middle of April, but, you know, it's uh, Easter's late, and the old-timers always say if Easter's late, we'll have late cool, and they sure seem to be right on this year. Well, get out and have a wonderful weekend. I'll look forward to our next visit. It was 103 the other day. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. We were middle 90s, and, uh, uh, you know, what can I say? It's Texas. It just does know, these so. things to us, and uh, we can always find something to blame it on, but I just, you know, smile and wear T-shirt and shorts one day, and I've got three layers on today, so uh, we'll just make the most of it. All right. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Mike. Talk again. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Ann's next. Good morning, Ann. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question about our yard. We bought a house close to Fair Oak, and the backyard is the backyard is just mostly weeds, just any kind of weeds. But we have a dog, and we need to get rid of the weeds. But I don't think we can spray weed killer on it because the dog goes out and chews on stuff. Sure. Well, it's not just that the dog chews on it, but these nasty. You know, chemical weed killers, they actually absorb them through the pads. Uh, our puppy dogs don't wear shoes, at least mine don't. And so they they come in contact. Their bodies take up a lot of this nasty stuff, uh, even if they're not eating it. Um, what you, you know, and, and I always recommend your best weed controller is your lawnmower. But beyond that, if you want to kill the weeds, uh, you can use that mixture of vinegar and orange oil. A gallon of strong vinegar, add about two ounces of orange oil, a little squirt of dish soap. It'll work as well as the really toxic weed killers. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily kill those weeds until you have a plan for what you're going to do, planting grass or whatever else, because um, noxious as they may be, they're holding the soil in place and they're preventing erosion. So um, I I would, I, I mow, I have, you know, believe me, I have plenty of weeds in my own property. But uh, I will keep them under control. If you're getting ready to plant sod or something like that and just do want to kill everything, vinegar and orange oil is all you need. Won't bother your puppy dog at all. They planted soya, some kind of, is that right, soya? Zoysia. Some, uh-huh. There's an S in there, zoysia. Where do we go to buy just a little bit more of that? Oh, man. Um... You know, I I don't know anyone in the Fair Oaks area that's going to keep... See, grass needs to be sold the day after it's cut from the field. You can't have it sitting around, and um, so there are not many people sell it. You're probably going to have to come into San Antonio, and I would recommend you talk to Thomas Stone and Landscape. But um, if, you, if you're just trying to get it to fill in, you'll probably do just as well just putting some good organic fertilizer on. Um, you can pick up some of that. I don't think they're carrying it at Stuppies there yet, but uh, if you drive down as far as Cascade Caverns Road, you've got Hill Country African Violets right there, 
and uh, Ken will have the good uh, Medina organic fertilizer. And the the problem, what's happening this year, the reason the weeds are so prominent is just our temperatures have been so chilly that our zoysia, our St. Augustine, our Bermuda's just not growing yet. I was 41 west of Bernie this morning, so you were probably close to the same near Fair Oaks. And that's just not warm enough for the good grasses to start growing. It's great for the weeds, but uh, your zoysia is just not starting to put on its spring growth yet because uh, the soil is still so cool and the air temperatures have been so cool that's probably going to start changing pretty quickly so uh, i would be a little patient with it i give it a month or six weeks to grow out before i thought about buying more grass because i think you may find that once it starts to grow you have more zoysia than you realize and that's another reason that what I really recommend is just mow those weeds off, get some sunlight down to the soil to warm it up and give your zoysia the, the energy from the sun. And uh, don't be in too big a hurry because Mother Nature is just uh, kind of slow letting things get started this spring. Where do we get the really strong vinegar and the orange oil? Again, I suspect that the closest place to you um, would be Hill Country African Violets. Now, they may very well have some of it over at Stone and Soil Depot, which is right there, oh, between Leon Springs and Fair Oaks, uh, right there on right. the I-10 access road. Uh, and right. I think they may actually have the fertilizer over there, too, but uh, um, I'm going to be out there this week because I've got to pick up some stone, and I'll, I'll stick my head in and see. But uh, if they don't have it, uh, you know, Hill Country African Violets just down the road from me, and they'll have a good supply of it. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Congratulations on your new home and uh, give you puppy dog a pet for us. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye, Ed. All right, let's get back to the phone lines. And uh, it's going to be Sylvan and Thomas and James, uh, James and Robin. And Sylvan's up first. Good morning, Sylvan. Morning, Bob. Good morning, sir. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, using the vinegar and orange oil for years now. And I was somewhere the other day, and I I found a jug that was two and a half gallons of it. I didn't mm-hmm. even know they made those. Yes, sir. It's and, uh, uh, so many people are using it. It's uh, you save a little bit. You're getting two and a half gallons for about the price of buying two individual gallons. So uh, yeah, we've been hollering for that, and they finally got it on the market. Yeah, that was good. And so anyway, I I noticed the weeds have been going crazy, just like you were saying, and. Uh, what I was doing is I read on that because it was a different brand than the one I was buying uh, before. Mm-hmm. And on the label, it was talking about toxic to birds and fish. And I was trying to figure out, you know, I've been using it around my pond. And once I sprayed a frog with it because it jumped out from underneath the <laughs> lip of the I poured water over it real fast. And it seemed to be okay. It jumped oh, yeah. back in the pond. Yeah, if, so you I know. Was wondering it it those things would be toxic to to people if you drank it in big quantities or bathed in it so uh in the landscape diluted as you're going to use it it's not going to bother anything out there it's uh okay. in fact you know what we're looking at is a chemically produced vinegar there's no reason to go to the higher priced uh 
um, natural apple cider vinegar, which many of us take as a supplement in our diets, which is actually very good for you. So um, it's the old CYA thing, you know, cover your you-know-what. They put every possible precaution in the world on there, but uh, it's not going to cause any problems in the quantity that you and I are going to be using it. And the other thing I was wondering, you know, the 20%, but then there's 80% of other ingredients, and they don't tell you what that is. Is that water? It's mainly water. Mainly water, yeah. There are no other what they would call adjuvant things in there. Um, it's, uh, (laughs) It's basically just good old distilled water is the other thing that's in there. Okay, good. Yeah, well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to make sure because yeah. usually i got birds all over the place. Well, I'm always glad to have a chance to clarify that. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You get out and have a good Sunday. I know we'll talk again soon, and I'll get Thomas in here next. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Bob. Morning, sir. I've uh, got a couple of questions for you. <clears throat> I planted a big pot of this uh, Nevada uh, lettuce. Yeah. Now, uh, when I water this, I use a pump-up sprayer so I don't wash the seeds out, you know. Right. How do you, how, how, I mean, how wet do you keep these, you know, uh, to get them to sprout and everything? You're probably going to be doing it, uh, it, a lot depends on the soil that it's in, but if you're basically just misting it, uh, you're going to do it daily at the least, and as it gets warmer, um, I mean, it's certainly going to be a cool, pleasant day out there today, but a 90-degree day like we had last week, you probably do it morning and evening. I'm out there with the mister in my greenhouse, and uh, when I've got seed that I'm starting, uh, I'm going to mist it twice a day, morning and evening. Well, I use a little bit of dredges, too, when I water it. that uh, is that going to hurt anything? As long as you're very dilute on that, I'd use it at uh, whatever the label says on the, because I, I presume you're buying the Garrett juice rather than mixing your own. I'd do it about, if I was going to do it every time, I'd do it about as fourth as strong as what they're recommending. Seems like uh, the, I think it was Medina package last I got, and they were recommending an ounce per gallon. So, you know, I'm going to be using like half a teaspoon per gallon to, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm using it every time. Well, these are those. <clears throat> I'm using these Johnny seeds, these pelletized. Yeah. Uh, have you tried those? I mean, what's what's the difference? Uh, I know they got like a coating on them. Well, it's basically just to make it easier for you to spread that seed out. Lettuce seed, along with many others, is very very fine seed. Um, that I'm not sure what all they put in that pelletizing material, but I don't think it may have a little bit of nutrient in there but basically what you're doing is just increasing the seed size to make it easier to handle uh there's not a whole lot in there that's really going to um, cause you to do anything differently when you're doing your watering or general care well i was just concerned about uh you know i don't want to keep it too wet but then i you know i'm using a good a good grade of uh potting soil and Mm -hmm. uh you know, it, it dries out. It, you know, the top part of yep. dry out. Exactly. Quick, and thought, well, am I putting too much water? Uh, no, it, it, no. It, that's the thing about lettuce seed and or other seed that 
uh, you're putting basically right at the top of the soil. Now, if we were talking about a seed, say okra seed, that you're going to plant an inch deep or something like that, I would be watering more thoroughly when I watered, and I would not be watering nearly as often. But it, with a seed that's going to be very, very close to the surface layer of soil, which right. is naturally going to dry very quickly, then I'm going to be watering a lot more often. And as you pointed out, that mister is the very best way to do it. Now, you have to you have to stand there. You have to hold the mister on it long enough to get that soil good yeah, and wet. You can do that. I use something called a fog, F-O-G-G. It's a brass nozzle. goes on the end of the hose, and uh, it's just a little bit less work. And, you know, I've got a lot of uh, epiphytic orchids and things like that that I'm misting. I use my pump-up sprayer when I'm putting a little fertilizer in it, and that's another thing. If you're adding garret juice, uh, you certainly need to use that. But if you're ever wanting to make it go a little more quickly, you don't have time to mix, pump up, and spray, um, get one of those little brass nozzles. They last forever. If they ever start to clog, you just dump them in some vinegar and, you know, dissolve that calcium out. But I, I absolutely love that little mist nozzle. It, it makes a lot of things a lot easier. Okay. Switching over, uh, these led lights, mm-hmm. will they, uh, can you, will they use, uh, be good for a grow light? You know, that's a great question. And the led lights, I mean, the technology behind that, it just gets better constantly. And they are making LED lights that put out a broad part of the spectrum. And the if you're going to use an LED light for plant growth, it's got to provide a lot of light in that blue portion of the spectrum, which is the only the only wavelength of light that activates the chlorophyll for the, you know, for the plant to carry on photosynthesis. So I can't say every LED light is good, but if you get one that is either the broad spectrum light that uh, pretty much mimics daylight or better still, uh, and that's the thing about in LEDs, the plant lights are no more expensive than most other LEDs. In the fluorescence, the so-called plant lights are about six times higher priced. But uh, LED light is great so long as you get a light that's putting out the proper uh, wavelength, so to speak, so the plants will be able to see it and use it. Well, I switched, uh, you know, these uh, from the fluorescent along the four-footers, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like a stoplight. Yeah, 40-watt bulbs. I got so LEDs, and man, them things are bright. <laughs> I mean, they are bright. I put LED lights in my greenhouse, and I mean, it's like being in the, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like having the noonday sun when it's uh, 10 o'clock at night instead. I'm I'm a big fan of LED lights. They're so much more energy efficient. They don't produce the heat. We used to have uh, you know, other plant lights that were basically sodium or mercury vapor lights, but they produce so much heat you couldn't get them near the plants. Uh, these LED lights just are the best of all worlds. Lots of light, very low energy usage, and virtually no heat production. So um, they're a very good thing this happened uh, in our in our plant world as well as in our general world. How can you tell the spectrum, though? When, uh, It'll be, it should be on the package. Oh, it will? Yes, sir. Should be. If okay. not, you can call the company that produced them there. Lots of different companies producing uh, LED lights now, and uh, they almost always will have a hotline on there to answer your questions. Another thing, what was that cucumber that you liked that you mentioned here a while back? Um, I like Diva is a good one, and the really high-priced one, which is also an excellent cucumber, is called Sweet Success. Sweet Success. 
But I, you know, I grow a lot of different cucumbers. If you want a really big cucumber, try the Armenian cukes sometime. If you want a super hardy cucumber, try the lemon cukes. Um, I also like for a little small cucumber, there's one, uh, oh, give me just a second. I'll think the, uh, think of the name of it, but it is, uh, uh, it's a little middle Eastern cucumber, uh, that, uh, gets, you know, gets a big enough to make a, a reasonable pickle, but it's not anywhere, you know, nearly the size of uh, straight eights or national pickling or the old standard big old cucumbers. Everybody used to grow to pickle. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bob. Well, thanks for your time. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure. Keep up the good work yeah. and let me know how those LED bulbs work for you, Thomas. Another thing real quick. You know, as as much as you do, I'll, I'll listen to you for a long time. Man, you need to give a seminar on, on time management. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, it's... Uh, I, the only I thing I can, to, yeah, all I can yeah. say about time, time management is uh, two things I will tell you. First of all, it's very important to prioritize. When I get up in the morning, I at least know what my first job is going to be. And secondly, it's do it right the first time so you don't have to do it over. So many people go out and they buy the cheapest thing they can find. They do the, you know, really poor job of doing it. And it's only going to last for a while. I use lumber that lasts a long time. I use screws instead of nails. I, I hate doing a job over, right. and uh, it may cost a little bit more, but, you know, time is the most valuable thing I have, and I think most of us feel that same way. So prioritize your uh, your jobs and uh, and just do it right the first time. And that's those are the t- my two secrets to time management. Now, if you find a way to get about six more hours in the day, you'll make both of our lives very, very much easier. <laughs> Well, you know, I got it. Uh, the other day, I <clears throat> I like good quality knives. Uh huh. And I bought a. My wife uh, wanted a good knife, so I went to this restaurant supply and I bought a a, a knife, a kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's the brand of it is Mercer. Okay. And the steel is a German steel. Uh huh. But it's made in Taiwan now. I, I don't like to buy things from China, but at least Taiwan is a is an ally. Mm-hmm. That is the best thirty five dollars I've ever spent. I mean, this thing it stays sharp. Yeah. I mean, it got a good. It's got a real professional feel to it. And that is the best thirty-five bucks I've ever spent on a on a blade. I I'm really I'm good. with you a hundred percent. And if you've not discovered Rodriguez Butcher Supply, those uh-huh. people they have the best. And but they will tell you, hey, if you want a really 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 sharp knife, you need to get some of this Japanese steel. But if you want a knife that you can not have to be sharpening all the time, that will really hold an edge. But uh, when you're going to cut tougher material. Go with German steel. Those guys, it, just every business, there's uh, there's some pros out there, and there's some uh, fly-by-nighters. And uh, like you say, it's uh, it's a good thing. The one other thing that I would tell you as far as time management is don't ever say, well, I've only got 15 minutes. That's not enough time to start anything. You know, 15 minutes every day adds up to a lot of time. So, Thomas, i got to go do a break here. You get out and have a great Sunday. We'll talk again. All right, let's get back to the phone lines, and James is up first. Good morning, James. James, you there? Hello, can you hear me? I hear you just fine, sir. Okay, how are you doing today? I'm well, I'm well. How can I help you? I've got a question. Okay, your phone's really breaking up on you, James. You've got a question about what? 
synopsis and has to grow? Is that? Can you hear me now? I can hear you much better. Thank you. Well, can I mix those two together when I'm spraying them in a in a pump up sprayer? Now you mix in has to grow with what? Uh, molasses and and has to grow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can add a little extra molasses. Has to grow already has some molasses in it, so um, I wouldn't be adding more than roughly a tablespoon per gallon. And, of course, you're using liquid molasses, you know that. But uh, I think it's a fine thing to do. I think it uh, enhances the soil-building effect along with providing the nutrient to the plant. So I have no problem with adding a little extra molasses uh, to the has-to-grow. Ninety percent of the time I'm using has-to-grow plant. I know they make the has-to-grow lawn, and it is for grass only, and it certainly works. But we're using the has-to-grow plant. No, I think a little extra molasses makes a good product even better. Well, can you put uh, the the plant food on the grass? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can put the has-to-grow plant on the grass, but you can't put the has-to-grow lawn on the plants. It will burn. I uh, I got a lot of spots on some tomato plants one time when I got my two bottles mixed up. And I got, they still grew and produced, but they sure had lots of little burn spots on the leaves. So use the has-to-grow plant on the lawn, but don't use the has-to-grow lawn on the plants. Okay. I've also bought some seaweed. What's it good for? Liquid seaweed. What's it good for? Liquid seaweed has many, many beneficial compounds in it. When you think about it, the, all the rivers of the world uh, pick up all the nutrients from the soil. They drain to the ocean. The oceans have certain plants that concentrate all of that good nutrient uh, material. I think they've identified uh, 96 different beneficial compounds in seaweed. The It, it is a... It's a great micronutrient source. The specific thing that we often use it for is to prevent spider mites. Uh, Some of those nutrients in seaweed toughen the surface of a plant leaf to where the spider mites simply can't penetrate it. And uh, we use it on things that are especially, well, we use it on everything, but we'll use it more often on tomato plants, on beans, on marigolds on plants that are most susceptible to spider mite damage, and it pretty much totally stops them from ever getting started. So uh, liquid seaweed's good on everything, but I consider it mandatory on spider mite susceptible plants. In the late summer and fall, it increases the cold hardiness. If you start, oh, say, two months before the last freeze, you start spraying liquid seaweed every couple of weeks, you'll get about an extra five degrees of frost protection. Your plants that would normally freeze at 32 will go down in the upper 20s before they get any damage. So those are just two of the very direct benefits you'll get from liquid seaweed. Thank you on that. i got a question about worms. I live on a place got about 300 oak trees. Yes, sir. And these worms fall out of these trees, and they eat my tomato plants. What can I put on? They're little green and black worms. Yes, sir. I know them very well. Uh, there is a non-toxic product. Now, spray this on your tomato plants only. We don't want to spray it out where butterflies are feeding and things. But there is a non-toxic product that it goes by the initials BT, as in uh, Bill and Tom. Stands for Bacillus thuringiensis, and it is a bacteria that kills caterpillars only. And um, if you mix just a little bit of molasses with that, it it stays on the plants much longer. I usually only have to spray my tomato plants once or twice a season, and uh, it totally. I mean, the caterpillar takes a bite out of a leaf that has the BT on it, stops feeding immediately, and dies within a few hours. It is. Uh, like I say, it's not something to go and spray the whole garden with, but any time you, 
you know, you have a plant that the caterpillars are causing you a problem, the BT will totally and safely stop them. All right, sir. I appreciate that. Where can I buy that vinegar, two and a half gallon uh, vinegar? Most any good nursery should carry it. Uh, it's distributed here in San Antonio by a company called Adams Supply, and they sell to every nursery and feed store in the area. So uh, if your regular dealer doesn't have it, they can sure get it for you. Well, I live in, in Floresville, so uh, I buy my feed stores in Post. Okay. They can certainly get it for you. Um I think, uh, oh, gosh, what's the name of the nursery that took over Virginia Twins there in Pleasanton? Golly, um, it's Atascosa County Nursery, I think, might be the name of it. They should have it uh, if you, uh, you know, head over toward Divine. I'm pretty sure Fred Morales has it at Morales Feed. But your your feed store there in Poth, just tell them to call Adams, and uh, they'll have it for you oh, within a few days. Okay. Uh, Bob, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate hearing from you this morning, James. You have a great weekend. All right, back to the phone lines. And uh, next up is Robin. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Um, Last, um, I guess it was, yeah, last spring I bought from you a passion vine, Pesaflora and Cronata. Mm-hmm. Did really well, uh, grew, and even I had some blooms last year, which was very nice. And it came back just fine this this year. In fact, it didn't even freeze all the way to the ground. <laughs> yeah, they are. That is one of the hardiest passion vines out there. Oh, good. Anyway, but um, recently it's gotten some yellow spots on the leaves, and I wondered. I've been picking. I've been removing those leaves that have the yellow spots on them does that sound anything like you've seen before it sounds like you've had some pretty chilly mornings just like the rest of us have and it's absolutely nothing to worry about uh um, now tiny little yellow spots those could be actually the eggs of the gulf fritillary butterfly which absolutely love to uh lay their eggs on it and then they make that caterpillar that eats a little bit of your passion vine but gives you beautiful orange and black butterflies so tiny little spots that's what it could be bigger yellow mm-hmm. spots probably just uh chilly mornings and a little bit moisture on the leaves but nothing to be concerned about Okay, so I better leave those leaves on because I want my butterfly. Oh, I definitely would leave the leaves on. Uh, That particular passion vine is just, it's, it, is not quite as popular as the incense which is the uh, one that's a little bit more solid purple but uh the one you have it's like it, it's evergreen i'd say two years out of three uh tough and hardy if there's any disadvantage it almost grows too well sometimes you have to prune it a little bit just to keep it under control but uh uh it's one of those plants you do your part and water it every two three weeks if we don't get rain and it'll reward you with flowers and growth and uh, all the good things you grow passion vine for what i loved about it too was the flowers are fragrant mm-hmm. beautiful fragrant. yeah yes that was a surprise to me and they're just gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous. well i'm glad you're enjoying them uh getting close to news anything else i can help you with today uh are, do you have mexican flame vine in uh we will tomorrow i think we sold out yesterday but i anticipate we'll get another shipment of it in the morning i'm going to go see that grower this afternoon and how many different kinds of uh, milkweeds do you have? 
virtually none right now because we only deal with growers that don't spray their plants and uh, yeah. there's such a demand right now and you just can't trust them i know one major nursery had to send out a huge recall after they probably already poisoned a bunch of the butterflies so probably going to be about a week before they're up and in production but that's uh, uh we just we just want to protect the butterflies so uh it's better to be out than to be selling the wrong stuff